Hello there and welcome along to the Think Curiously podcast. It's been a few weeks since we last produced an episode and put it out there for the public to hear, but I assure you we're working hard behind the scenes to get a few more episodes put up very, very shortly. We've got about eight or so episodes in the bank that are going to be published uh, over the next number of weeks and uh, yeah, brought back out into the world for people to listen. So once again, thank you for all of the information and the feedback that you provided over the last number of weeks, particularly when I haven't been producing episodes as often as I had done before back on the football pitch. And it's kind of taken a little bit more of adjustment to get to and, and create some time for podcasting but i'm back in the seat today and i'm starting back off with something that happened i think this was about a hundred years ago now this speech is 100 years old or so uh, actually i think it's today yeah it is april the 23rd in 1910 this speech was 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 um was first brought to the public to me and so the man in the arena is arguably one of the most famous speeches delivered by a world leader i think it was as i said 1910 one year after leaving the office of president of the united states of america Theodore Roosevelt visited many countries and attended many events and performed numerous speeches. And like I said, on April 23rd, it was when he was visiting Sorbonne in Paris, France. He delivered a speech originally titled Citizenship in a Republic. That exact speech has gone on to be ingrained in folklore and has been quoted by many politicians and sports stars and authors over the years. The complete speech is some 8,743 words long. I am not going to quote all of those, but what you're about to hear today is 628 of them, and probably the most widely quoted verses of the entire speech. Make of it as you will. I would implore you to listen and draw your own conclusions. In researching this episode, I have read the full text some three times, and every single time that I do, I bring out something completely different. In fact, I have used half of an uh, A4 refill book you know the ones you get with the lines on it and stuff that you can put in lever arch folders those refill pads I've, I've used pretty much half of that to jot down many of my ideas all in mind map form there's not a lot of text in those uh to make it more simple for myself so i hope that you enjoy let the man of learning the man of lettered leisure be aware of that queer and cheap temptation to pose to himself and to others as a cynic as a man who has outgrown emotions and beliefs, the man to whom good and evil are as one. The purest way to face life is to face it with a sneer. There are many men who feel a kind of twister pride in cynicism. There are many who confine themselves to criticism of the way others do what they themselves dare not even attempt. There is no unhealthier being, no man less worthy of respect, than he who either really holds or feigns to hold an attitude of sneering disbelief towards all that is great and lofty, whether in achievement or in that noble effort which, even if it fails, comes to second achievement. A cynical habit of thought and speech, a readiness to criticize work which the critic himself never tries to perform, an intellectual aloofness which will not accept contact with life's realities. All these are marks, not as the professor would feign to think, of superiority, but of weakness. They mark the men unfair. They mark the men unfit to bear their past, painfully in the stern strife of living, who seek in the affection of contempt for the achievement of others, to hide from others and from themselves in their own weaknesses. The rule is easy. 
there is none easier, save only the role of the man who sneers alike at both criticism and performance. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory or defeat.